Hi, and welcome to Good House 1968. This is Brother White speaking. What I do is read and interpret from the Tanakh. It's the Hebrew Bible. You can also view the program at these following locations. Goodhouse1968.airtime.pro Goodhouse1968.net Goodhouse1968.space Goodhouse1968.name for some spiritual music and blogtalkradio.com forward slash Jesus0917. Alright, I'm going to begin the sermon, but let me open with a word of prayer. Good, I petition that you open the heart to the brothers and sisters. Give them the truth as they need the truth and need your salvation and deliverance more than anything today. I pray that you... Keep Satan and his demons away from us and enable us to be able to fight the spiritual warfare. I pray this in the name of your son, Yeshua. Amen. The scripture says we should treat our brothers and sisters of the congregation with hospitality. How many of us do not stray away from a person that is unhospitable? In order to be an effective minister, you have to be hospitable in order to show people that you are from God or good and that the word you speak is the truth. You must show hospitality. Romans 12 verse 13 says, Should what you have with God's people Share what you have with God's people and practice hospitality. So we should also share our blessings with the congregation as well. So the blessings you receive from the Creator, those are to see what you are actually going to do with them and to see even the money to see what you're actually going to do with it. Is you, are you going to use it for a beneficial purpose or just stack it up and save it? First Timothy three two says a congregation leader must be above reproach. He must be faithful to his wife, temperament, self controlled, orderly, hospitable as we come back to it. You have to be hospitable to be a congregation leader and able to teach. One thing we don't want to miss out on is the teaching. Your teaching should be <clears throat> your teaching should be the truth and from Ruach HaKadosh, blessed by the Holy Spirit, which is Ruach HaKadosh. So we see here again the Lord advising us to be hospitable to the congregation members as well as other people. First Titus 1.8 says, On the contrary, <clears throat> must be hospitable, devoted to good, sober-mindedness, uprightness, holiness, and self-control. So we have to exercise hospitality, being hospitable, 
amongst the people of the world today. We want to be hospitable with them. But we also want to be holy, upright, sober-minded, and one thing don't forget, devoted to good. <clears throat> Here again, we are advised to be, okay, I, excuse me. Because the congregation elder teaches or teachers is a role model for us as well as Yeshua or Jesus Christ was a role model for us all. Also, our minds should be set on scriptural things. And to be sober-mindedness. So we want to be sober-minded. That means we don't want to be lusting over things of the world in our mind or material things or what we're going to get when we spend our money or things of that nature. 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 9 says, Welcome one another into your homes without grumbling for, for congregation members. So it's saying here, so we want to invite our brothers and sisters, if they need a place to stay, to live with us. We don't want to worry about who pays the bills, those type of things. You want to be hospitable to them, and you want to invite them into your homes and not be ashamed of them or ashamed to have them in your homes. So we should not complain about things, having about having congregation members over, even for congregation meetings. That's one thing I didn't want to forget, is you should be supportive of the congregation and the needs for them to have a place to meet and have meetings. All right, now I'm going to go into the Bible reading. <clears throat> We're at the chapter 1 of Judges. After the death of Yeshua, the people of Yeshua, Yoshua, the people of Israel asked Good, who will go up for us first to fight against Canaanite? Good said, Yuda will go up here. I have I have handed the land over to him. Yuda said to his brother Shimon, Come up with me into my assigned territory so that we can fight against the Canaanite, and I likewise will go with you into your territory. So Shimon went with him. Judah went up, and Good gave Kenanai and, and the Perizzi into their hands. Of those in Bezek, they killed 10,000 men. They found Hadonai Bezek in Bezek, and they fought against him. They killed the Kenanai and the Perizzi, but Hadonai Bezek fled. They pursued him, caught him, cuffed, cut off his thumbs, and big toes. Adonai and Bezek said, Seventy kings with their thumbs and their big toes cut off. Gathered food under my table. God or good has paid me back in accordance with what I did. They brought him to Jerusalem, and he died there. Then the people of Judah fought against Jerusalem, captured it, overpowered it with the sword, and set the city on fire. Afterward, the people of Judah went down to fight against Kenanai, who lived in the hill country in the Nagab and in the Shephelah. 
Judah also attacked the Canaanite living in Hebron, formerly called Kiryat Arba, and they overpowered Shishai, Achaman, and Talmai. From there they attacked the inhabitants of Dever. Dever was formerly called Kiryat Shifar. Kalav said, To whoever overpowers Kiryat Shifar and captures it, I will give my daughter Ashkis as his wife. Artanel, the son of Canaz, Kalav's younger brother, captured it, so he gave him. Ashkas his daughter as his wife. After becoming his wife, she persuaded him to ask her father to give them a field when she got off her donkey. Kalav asked her, What do you want? She said to him, Give me a blessing since you gave me land in the Nagav. Also give me sources of water. So Kalav gave her the upper springs and the lower springs. <clears throat> Next, the descendants of Kenai, Moshe's father-in-law, went up out of the city of Date Palms with the people of Yudah into Yudah Desert, south of Arad, and they came and settled with the people. Yudah went with Sheman, his brother. They overpowered the Kenai who inhabited to Zephat and completely destroyed it. The name of the city was called Hormah. Judah also took Azar with its territory, Ashkelon with its territory, and Akron with its territory. Good was with Judah, and they took possession of the hill country because they could not drive out the inhabitants of the valley since they had iron chariots. But let's see what Good does. <clears throat> they gave Havron to Caleb as Moshe had said to do. And he drove out from there the three sons of Anak. The people of Benjamin did not drive out Yushavai who inhabited Jerusalem. Rather, the Yushavai continued living with the people of Benjamin in Jerusalem as they do to this day. So it shows that they had to have been holy or worshipping the Creator as well if he spared their lives. The house of Yosef likewise attacked Beadel, and Good was with him. The house of Yosef sent spies to Beadel. The city was formerly called Luz. The spies saw a man coming out of the city and said to him, Please show us the way to enter the city, and we will treat you kindly. So he showed them the way into the city, and they overpowered the city with a sword. But they let the man and all his family go free. He went into the land of Hittub the Hittim, built the city, called it Luz, which, it is, which is its name to this day. Manash did not drive out the inhabitants of Beetshan and its villages, Tanakh and its villages, Dor and its villages, Yavliam and its villages, or Megiddo and its villages. So the Canaanite managed to keep on living in that land. In time when Israel had grown strong, they did put Canaanite to forced labor, but failed to drive them out completely. Ephraim did not drive out the Canaanite living in Gerzer, so the Canaanite continued living in Gerzer along with them. Zebulon did not drive out the inhabitants of Katron or Nahala, 
so the king and I continued to live among them, but became subject to forced labor. Asher did not dry out the inhabitants of Akka, Tezidon, Oxlav, Oxiziv, Helba, Afik, or Rotev. So the Asherai lived among the Kenanai who were living in the land, because they didn't drive them out. Naphtali did not drive out the inhabitants of Beit Shemesh or Beit Anat, but lived among the Kenanai living in the land. However, the inhabitants of Beit Shemesh and Beit Anat became forced labor for them. The MRI forced the people of Dan into the hills, for they would not let them come down to the valley. The MRI had resolved to live in Hurry's hills, and Aon, and in Shalvin. But when the power of the house of Yushif grew greater, they became subject to forced labor. So the territory of the MRI was from Scorpion Ascent and the rock upward. So we see here, once forced to do forced labor, now they have people who by them are being forced to do labor. And this was a blessing from good, even though it may not seem like a blessing or any good, but it was because they no longer had to bear the burdens of hard labor. But yet they still were kind and righteous and holy towards their fellow slaves. Alright, now I'll go into the vocabulary. We have a little time left. Well, our time has run out, so I'm going to say a prayer and close the service. Good, open the hearts of the minds of the brothers and sisters. Cause them to stray from being sinful to doing righteous and become perfect in your eyesight. Give them 100% of your use of their minds in order to be able to decipher the scriptures and the riddles and become wise towards the scriptures and the riddles of the Bible. And let them know and be able to teach others your word about the new kingdom. I pray this in the name of your son, Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Amen.